Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? It's a big day, Amy. Yeah, I know. Go ahead, talk about it. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to discuss. Yeah, Go I ahead. haven't, I haven't finished uh, the first listen through, but it sounds all right. Pretty yeah. good so far. So. Big day for Taylor Swift fans. I have not listened. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I just told this in a, a group text we're in, but you know, a couple people asking if I was staying up till midnight to listen to it. I'm like, no. And uh, well, I, th- I feel like that's that's a step. Like the first step was admitting <laughs> you had a problem. Oh. The second step. The second step is is going ahead and not staying up until midnight yes. actually just yeah. waiting it, so it, I, I and i said that if, if she wants me to stay up to listen to it at release time then she needs to na- name her next album 7 30 p.m there you go well so. that's good so is that your resource of the week we no. getting a little spoiler alert no. okay no, no, all right no. okay so but it's the resource for the day how about that there so you go be blowing through that checking it out later so yeah there midnight's you go. out today wherever you're, uh, you get your music. So after you're done listening to the podcast, obviously, right? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. And speaking of the podcast, let's jump into it here. If you're looking for a Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused undergraduate education, then look no further than Texas Baptist College, located in Fort Worth, Texas. Texas Baptist College is dedicating to providing trustworthy Christian higher education to undergraduate students, no matter where God is calling them. And today... October 21st, you have the opportunity to explore everything Texas Baptist College has to offer at its fall preview day. Students and parents are invited to tour the campus, talk to faculty, explore degree offerings, and meet fellow students. Let Texas Baptist College help you find your calling. Also, all preview day attendees will have a chance to win a $1,500 scholarship. Fall preview day is free, so you can register today and probably just show up over at texasbaptist.com slash preview. That is today. October 21st. If you're listening to this and going to the preview day at Texas Baptist College, tweet us, let us know. It'd be kind of neat if you did that. So, yeah. All right. Very cool. Been a busy week at our seminaries, Amy. Yes, it has been a busy week so, at the seminaries. I had a busy couple of weeks, actually, because uh, a couple. Right. Last week on the podcast, we had review or we had trustee meeting recaps from Southern and Southeastern. Today, we have three more. And then next week, we'll have the New Orleans recap. So get all six of those on the podcast this week. But we start, Amy, at Southwestern, where they had a trustee meeting this week, probably the one that everybody was keeping their eyes on. Yeah, you know, every every fall, there's one, what you know, one entity yeah. that folks are really paying attention to. And so that trustee meeting comes and waiting to hear reports. And so... Um, the, a lot of questions were in people's minds about the financial situation. Um, so interim president David Dockery told the seminary's board of trustees that Southwestern Seminary is, quote, not in a crisis, but could act, could quickly escalate to a crisis if we do not aggressively move to address uh, the financial challenges. This actually reminded me a little bit of um, some of the conversations at the IMB. Yeah. a few years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes those those are very serious conversations and and lead to some big plans and some big changes at our entities. Uh, the information we got from chairman of the board Danny Roberts and the senior advisor and ambassador at large OS Hawkins as well as David Dockery who's serving as the interim president uh, was that they need to reduce operational and personnel budget by at least 10% uh, 
uh, representing approximately $3.6 million of their $36 million budget, and largely in the area of institutional support, starting with programming before personnel. So they're going to try to do everything they can to cut costs and operational expenses in the programming area before they have to start cutting personnel. So okay. uh, that that's a, a key point to make there in that they have instituted new financial guardrails um, that reflect the challenges facing the institution, uh, which reflect multifaceted factors covering a number of years. No specifics there, uh, but they have kind of basically said there's a lot of things factoring into this. It's not one thing, one major thing. Uh, also noted that for several years, they've been evaluating the campus footprint and its optimal use. So, you know, how big is the campus? What's the best way to steward the campus? Because uh, remember, they have 200 acres at right. the campus there, uh, which is, I think, I think our largest campus acreage size. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. big Southern is, but I think Southwestern is bigger. Just from being on them, it, it feels bigger. Uh, everything's bigger in Texas, though, right, Amy? Yes, sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they also have uh, prepared to sell the B.H. Carroll Park Apartments. Uh, those aren't contiguous to the main campus. They're a little bit over uh, away from the campus. They're about 50 years old, and they've listed that for sale. So uh, we found that out last week as well. That actually was in the works already. There's a lot of information here in the Baptist Press story. I, I would encourage you to read the full thing. One thing that I did think was interesting, Amy, they reported that the trustees would name a presidential search committee later. Remember That's right. a few weeks ago, whenever Dr. Greenway resigned and they announced that, they said that they would announce a presidential search team at this meeting. And right. they seem to have kicked the can on that and going to do that later on. So I, I don't think they're quite ready to do that maybe at this time. So they're going to push that down the road and maybe at a later meeting. I know their next scheduled meeting is probably not till March because those are usually October, March meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we'll have a an interim meeting, maybe a Zoom meeting or something of the trustees where they do that. Typically don't do that in the Zoom type world because you usually want to be in person for that kind of thing. But we'll see if uh, anything comes, if they have any special called meetings over the next three to six months uh, to address the need for a presidential search team. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that really covers a, a lot of the, the the bigger picture things that people were watching for. But also, I mean, it's a regular trustee meeting, right? So they actually have other stuff. <laughs> there, there, as, there was actually other trustee meeting information that came from this, uh, the, kind of the normal stuff. They also they approved the establishment of a new academic chair, the Malcolm and Melba McDowell Chair for Evangelism in the Roy J. Fish School of Evangelism and Missions. And Carl Bradford will be the first occupant of that chair, effective January 2023. So uh, also Matthew McKellar, who's a professor of preaching, was elected to fill the George W. Truett Chair of Ministry in the School of Theology, effective January 1st, 2023. And they approved an academic administration committee recommendation to consider a revised draft of the One Southwestern 2025 academic plan during the 23 spring trustee meeting at the request of the interim president. So uh, kind of changing some some direction on that. And then also approved three curriculum recommendations establishing the graduate certificate in worship leadership, an undergraduate certificate in faith and culture, and a doctor of ministry concentration in biblical theology. And finally, um, they also approved the that some academic and administrative appointments, Matt Queen is interim provost, which I just saw today. He'll actually start that role uh, in 2023, the new year. Um, Chris Shirley as Dean of the Jack Terry school of educational ministries. 
the Jack D. Terry School of Educational Ministries, excuse me, and Michelle Smith as interim vice president for financial services and CFO. Yeah. So, so there's your Southwestern recap. Again, a lot more in the story there, some you know, specifics, details that we can't, you know, don't really have time to get into here in the podcast, but it's all over there. And then also Gateway, they had their trustee meeting this week, announced a fall 22 headcount of 933, which is a 5.6% increase over last fall, a 5.2% increase in enrolled hours, and a DMIN program enrollment of an all-time high of 282. So they're booming out there in Southern California. Yeah. So lots of, lots of increases. That's exciting. Um, especially, you know, kind of during these, uh, these times, that's really, yeah. really great. I, I think it's all the people that went out to the annual meeting last year and saw that beautiful weather in Southern California and went like, said, yes, this is where I want to be. This, this yeah. is where I want to go to school. Yeah. Good night. All right. Another business, Amy, they approved the hiring of Garrett Ho as the associate professor of leadership and associate director of the D men program. He's also an alumnus of the the DMIN program. So really throwing the gas on the DMIN program out there at Gateway and approved a new strategic plan to open multiple teaching sites as part of their commitment to training leaders in the San Francisco Bay Area and Northern California. Uh, They opened, remember, they opened a campus up in Fremont back in 2016, and that was kind of part of that move south, uh, having that thing in Fremont. And uh, now they're going to kind of open up some new teaching sites as well around the the, kind of the Northern California area area yeah, that they used to be in. Yeah. And and another just kind of cool random thing is they adopted a plan to implement a solar power structure in the parking lot. Um, and that will result in $2 million in utility savings over the next 20 years. So wow. very interesting. Really? Yeah. Neat. So yeah. our first SBC solar plant, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, does that maybe there's the IMB has like stuff all over the world. Maybe they've got solar plants somewhere. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I know we were trying to get one at Ridgecrest a few years ago. I don't know if that ever happened, but that's yeah. not SVC anymore because Lifeway sold it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, cool. Also, Midwestern met Amy. We, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, the 10-year celebration for Jason Allen, who's uh, celebrated his 10-year anniversary as the president of Midwestern and have seen a year-over-year enrollment gain every year. Uh, he's been there and uh, as some booming, almost 5,000 students now, the headcount up there at Midwestern. One big piece of news from Midwestern's trustee meeting is that they announced a new chair, the Wayne and Bernadine Lee Endowed Chair for Church Music and Worship Ministries. In addition to the endowed chair, they also uh, took care of some academic faculty appointments and renewals, as well as adopting three recommendations from the executive committee, including the formation of an ad hoc legal affairs committee and the adoption of an updated five-year strategic priorities plan. Uh, That's kind of our our seminary trustee information, Amy. And we turn our attention to Send Relief. Send Relief has completed their serve tour for 2022 and uh, kind of looking more toward 2023. So this is something where people get to go help local churches in the area connect with their neighbors and take care of, you know, local compassion ministry projects. So they basically bring what they have. They bring their tools, they bring all of their um, expertise, and then they help churches, you know, provide relief in their communities. Yeah. So you can join up with the Send Relief Surf Tour in 2023. The dates and locations for 2023 are listed over on the 2023 Send Relief Surf Tour website over at sendrelief.org. Montgomery, Alabama, Owensboro, Kentucky, Bangkok, Thailand, Nairobi, Kenya, New Orleans, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, Athens, Greece, 
and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hey, Amy, what are we doing uh, September 8th through 16th of 2023? Athens, Greece. Hey, Kevin uh, and Paul, do y'all want to send a podcast uh, team to to a serve tour location? We volunteer as tribute. I'll do it. We volunteer. They'll probably get right back and go, yeah, you can go to Owensboro, Jonathan. Right. So, hey, Owensboro has a Raisin Canes. I'd be interested in that. So, Hey, Owensboro is where uh, Beth Holmes lives. Oh. Good, good friend of the pod and one of my best friends. Yep. They have Raisin Canes and a, and a mutton barbecue place. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Moonlight Barbecue, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. But I'd get, I would go to Owensboro happily. Yes, because they have Raisin so. Canes and, and Beth Holmes. Good there friend you of the go. Pod. And Serves on friend. the Committee on Order Business. All right, Amy, you know what time it is. It's the fall. That means one thing. State conventions. Up to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, we go. The Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania, South Jersey, uh, had their meeting. They had it in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, they had 246 attendees. That's 132 messengers and 114 guests. It was at the Sheraton Harrisburg Hershey Hotel. So uh, right there near Hershey, Pennsylvania, which I love. I wonder if when people go to the annual meeting there, if they also get tickets to the Sight and Sound Theater. I hope they do. I'd rather go to the Hershey place, but okay. Well, or you can do both. Yeah. Here's what you do when you go up there. You go to the, you go to the, you go to Hershey Park, or yeah. you go to like the Hershey factory and you can do this little ride and see how they do it. You go to the sight and sound theater and then you also have to go to, to a smorgasbord, yeah. which is like a buffet restaurant on steroids and, mm-hmm. and eat shoe fly pie. So you got to do it all when you're up the there. Amish but Golden in, Corral. It's amazing. It's amazing. Incredible experience. Um, all right. So they approved a budget of $2,189,750 for the upcoming fiscal year, which is a $50,000 increase from last year's budget. And they send 62.7% of their income towards missions and ministry, and then only 37.3% towards operations. That is a 1.3% increase in cooperative program receipts from churches. Uh, and then they're going to forward 32% on to national and international Baptist causes. So forwarding it on, that's a one point increase from last year. So uh, kind of increases moving up from the church mm-hmm. to the state convention and then the state convention on to the SBC moving uh, little by little. And yeah. so, and, and that's especially, you know, when we always talk about uh, these conventions that are outside of kind of our, our heaviest region, that's always a big deal. So. Yeah. Speaking of outside the South, uh, we go to Colorado, Amy, where they held their meeting at Copper Mountain, which I can attest high elevation. We stopped there on the way, taking Ethan out. We stopped in Copper Mountain there you and, go. and it was like the elevation hits you real. Like mm-hmm. you, you feel it. I was stunned at the elevation, uh, the, the impact that it has on you for somebody who's not used to that, you know? Uh, they're probably used to that out there, but I had 153 messengers there in Copper Mountain at 9,700 feet above sea level. I mean, the highest elevation for any state convention this fall, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, Copper Mountain, 153 people attended the Colorado State Baptist Convention. Uh, the first for the new executive, Mike Proud, who's the new state exec out there in Colorado. They passed a Budget for next year of $2.6 million, which is up about $114,000 from last year. I'm going to send on 35% of that uh, cooperative program giving, uh, which is uh, right in line with what they did last year, but is also 
up $23 from last year they're expecting in their uh, cooperative program budget. So specifics, Amy, they matter out there in Colorado. And also uh, develop next steps in 2022, which is kind of their next step of vision framing and vision planning for the next step of the Colorado Baptist Convention. So uh, right. congratulations to our good friend of the pod, Mike Proud, on his first convention as a state exec in Colorado. Over to Montana, Amy. Montana Southern Baptist Convention, they're actually about to sign papers for the sale of their building in Lockwood. So they had had already voted uh, to sell the building in 2015. Um, they just now received an offer for almost what they had originally asked. So that was uh, that's a, a big deal. And then they don't know where they're going yet. Uh, they're going to get to use the building through the winter and then they'll uh, lease some space while they look. Uh, but they uh, they had that big you know announcement or thing to celebrate. They had 166 people present from 46 of their churches. They have 127 churches. Good in, turnout. Yeah. In Montana, they had 25 guests, including some from the Missouri Baptist Convention, because they have a state to state partnership, which is kind of cool. They passed their budget unanimously is a budget of $1,070,000, also up, 50, up like, like Pennsylvania, South Jersey is up 51320 from 2022. Uh, that passed unanimously. They will forward 25% of their CP giving on to SBC national and global mission causes. Um, they also uh, had voted, the executive board had voted unanimously to begin an agreement process with NAM to become a NAM SEND state. That was something that they got to share. Uh, says they had a great meeting. Next year, it's going to be at Montana Christian College in Kalispell. Uh, they also um, unanimously reelected their officers, President Greg Payton from the Rock Church in Laurel and Vice President Randall Jackson from Shoto Baptist Church in Showtime. All righty. And then over to the Dakotas, Amy, our last state convention. Oh, man. Recap my this favorite. Week. My favorite. Yeah. Brandon Porter went this year because you couldn't because you left. Um, I know. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yep. Not this year. Hey, Jeff Orch was there this year. They had 92 attendees, 25 guests, and uh, including guest speaker Jeff Orch for their meeting in the Dakotas. They met up in Huron, South Dakota, and passed a budget of $495,860, which is up, again, almost $13,000 from last year's budget, includes $435,000 in cooperative program giving from churches, which, again, is up from last year by $8,600. And they also changed the state missions offering from designated to overall budgetary support. So it's kind of going in one bucket this past year, okay. and they're going to continue to send on 25% of their receipts to international and national cooperative program giving. They elected new officers, Amy. President Josh Brown from Redeeming Grace in Rapid City. Vice President Ian Harp, who's the pastor of Huron Baptist in Huron, South Dakota, who hosted the meeting. And then Recording Secretary Karen Holmes, member of the First Baptist Church of Wolsey, South Dakota. Assistant Recording Secretary Tom Stewart, who is a member of Hills of Grace Fellowship in Rapid City, South Dakota. And they also elected officers for their executive board, uh, Chairman Dude Garrett, who's the co-pastor of Journey Church in Fargo. Vice Chairman is going to be Chris Wallace, not that Chris Wallace, Amy, pastor right. of Hope City Church in Bismarck. Well, it might be that Chris Wallace. I, I doubt it, though. Uh, pro probably not. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next year, hey, they're going to celebrate their 40th annual meeting. How about that? That's exciting. Be in Williston, North Dakota. They should have you in to speak. 
I'm telling you, you could check off one day. I'm going to get it. I got 49 states and I'm just waiting for the moment. Yes. Make it happen. Dude, Garrett, Josh Brown, make it happen. Bring Amy in for next year. I'm not really sure what I would discuss, but okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. All right. That does it for our state convention news this week. We go to Missouri, Amy, where we've got a new president over at Hannibal LaGrange. Yeah, Robert Matz. He will be the 18th president of Hannibal LaGrange University. He was elected uh, by their board of trustees October 14th. He was the academic dean and he's been serving as the senior leader um, in kind of their stabilizing work they've had to had to do in in recent in recent months. So um, he was uh, was an administrator and faculty member at Midwestern for a long time, very well known in like Southern Baptist theological life in the academy. And so this is a, a, a great opportunity. Uh, so congratulations to Dr. Matz. Yeah, so congratulations to him. And Amy, finally, we got some big news. Uh, it's, it's that season. We're getting to it. The Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. Yeah. The 2022 resources now available down there at the IMB website. Yep. Christmas is around the corner. And uh, you started is, shopping it? I haven't, but I've started thinking about it actually. So, okay. and this is a little early for me, but started already, already thinking through. So, downloadable resources are already online for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and the week of prayer for international yes. missions. That's December 4th through the 11th. So you can go and start prepping now for yes. how to inform your church. Yes. So this year's goal is $196 million. That's uh, the goal this year. And again, just don't forget that this is not just about a specific offering time. You can give all year long to Lottie Moon. You can go over to the yeah. IMB website and give all year long. This is just the focus time that we do in the Christmas season. And, you know, this year's goal of 196, just shy of last year's uh, record giving amount, just a little over $200 million last year. So uh, pretty exciting stuff from IMB. But again, if you need information, one information, I'm sure they'll be sending out stuff to churches, but you can download information now over at the IMB website. And, and, you know, something that's, that's always good to remember, um, you know, uh, it's named after Lottie Moon, and we have lots of things out there that are named after people for various reasons. Uh, the reason this is named after her is because this was her idea. She she saw the lostness abounding and saw how many how many people were needed to go and how important it was for the churches to sort of hold the rope. And she wrote tons and tons of letters back to the foreign mission board leadership, and then letters that went out in state papers asking the churches to step up. And she actually had the idea too, that Christmas was the right time to do it. So we're watching that bear fruit now, you know, after all these years. And so it's been an incredible year. We should make it another incredible one. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that is coming up soon. We'll be talking a lot more about that. Let's see if we can get Paul Chitwood on the podcast. We had not had him on the podcast in a while. See if we can get him on the podcast, talk about Lottie Moon. Uh, I'll have to reach out to him this week. So uh, get that maybe scheduled for sometime in November and get, uh, it's possible that he and I could be in the same place in one of these state conventions here for long. So maybe it'll do that, take my stuff on the road and get a face-to-face interview with him whenever uh, we get a chance. So, all right, Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week. Bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. We're going to go to 1971 to, um, a- an issue of Baptist press that I think is probably a slow news week. Uh, we have those from time to time. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
I get, I, I opened it up and there was a, the, actually the top story was about some things that were going on in uh, the Catholic church. And so it was uh, just kind of letting folks know about some developments in uh, discussions about the future of the priesthood. But then the second story, the uh, headline said, missionary kids try learning manners. Baboon shows the way. Oh, and it's what? pretty sh- it's a pretty short release so I'm what? actually I'm actually just going to read back that up. Did you say baboon? Baboon. I'm just going to read the whole story. Okay. Like, I can't even describe it and it's pretty short. So it says um Southern Baptist missionary families in Peru and Ethiopia recently sought to teach their children good manners. But despite a misunderstanding in Peru, a baboon in Ethiopia showed the kids the way it should be done. Mr. and Mrs. James Redding, missionaries to Peru, instituted a weekly meal stressing manners and etiquette to their five children. And I, I remember this when the kids were young, trying to teach them, you know, here's how we sit at the table and stuff. Their nine-year-old daughter announced at breakfast one morning, we are going to have good manners today. Their three-year-old daughter, who, according to the Reddings, had waked with a good appetite, promptly sang out, pass the manners, please. So... Obviously, she got confused and thought when you said we are going to have good manners, that that was like, we're going to have something to eat. But here's the kicker. Meanwhile, in Ethiopia, Mr. and Mrs. William E. Lewis Jr. and their four children had good luck in teaching manners to the family pet who set a good example for all. Their young baboon sits at the table with the family on a high chair, which all the children have used. The baboon eats from a dish used by Mrs. Lewis as a baby. And the baboon astonished them all one day by picking up a linen napkin and wiping her mouth with it. So there you go, folks. Slow news week in 1971, this week in SBC history and a baboon on the field in Ethiopia uh, eating out of a high chair from a dish wiping with a linen napkin teaching manners so so the the lesson i learned from this is the next time one of my kids has bad manners at the table i tell them hey look even a baboon can do this that's right especially if it's like wipe their mouth so that's basically stop wiping your hands and your clothes even a baboon knows to use a linen napkin on its face there you go there you go it's becoming my favorite thing to drop these news articles on you and a baboon. wait to see what you'll say. So they had a baboon in a high chair. That's pretty strong BP coverage, Jonathan. A baboon in a high chair. I, I, I'm waiting for Brandon Porter to I, top that story. I, I, I don't know what to even like. What, like, at what point do you put the? Uh, I don't. Know. I'm I'm just going to move on. Resources yep. of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? I'm going to go a little heavy into the academy for this one. Um, so there's a, a book. The police academy? Just, no. Oh. The, but I'm just saying it's some of our listeners that may be more like really into, you know, hardcore theology. And I'm going to say that I'm probably not going to actually read this, but I just know it's a good resource. Um, scripture and hermeneutics seminar, which is... Okay. An event that kind of uh, it, it's basically a group that meets every year uh, on 
around uh, the Evangelical Theological Society and the Society for Biblical Literature, like ATS, SBL, things like that. The Scripture and Hermeneutics Seminar has been meeting now for 25 years. And uh, Craig Bartholomew, who's a theologian, is the one that has headed that up. But we have had a lot of uh, Southern Baptist uh, professors and uh, scholars that have been involved in that. And so as it celebrates 25 years, they uh, have published a, um, a work on that, like with some essays that chart the value of the seminar for biblical interpretation, needs of biblical interpretation in the future, and then stories kind of from that community of people that have done a lot of work. So this is a, this is sort of the academic side of, of things of that conversation, you know, pretty cool thing that it's been 25 years. This is something that, uh, like I said, lots of professors have participated in. Keith has been, um, a few years. I have never been to the scripture and hermeneutics seminar. However, I have been uh, multiple times to the dinner that the scripture and hermeneutics seminar puts on every year and have enjoyed it every single time. So, uh, the, the spouses, get so to, you, you don't come, for, come the, for the dinner for the, the knowledge you come for the food. A hundred percent. I do. So, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. So does the baboon. A hundred percent. And I, I, if, if, if the napkin was linen, I certainly used it. So anyway, I just, that's, uh, that's cool. And so uh, Craig Bartholomew, Amber Bowen, who is a, a good friend of mine, uh, also participated in that project in editing, um, editing that. And uh, this, uh, this is a really great work celebrating uh, a lot of work through the years in this area. So yeah. that's my resource. All right. Well, cool. All right. Hey, uh, my resource of the week is something that we talked about a few times here on the podcast. That's the Acts 2 network and the Acts 2 app because over the next few weeks, they're going to be live streaming a lot of state convention annual meetings. This coming week, in fact, California, Indiana, Mississippi, and Missouri will all be live streaming on the Acts 2 network. And then you've got more coming later, including Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Delaware, and North Carolina. So I'm going to be at uh, Indiana this weekend. So if you want to to hear my presentation from Indiana on Monday afternoon, I think it is, you can tune in on the Axe Two app. I know, I know, you're setting your a reminder right now in your phone, right, Amy? Can't to, wait uh, to pull that up. Yeah, I'm sure yes. you can't. So, um, but yeah, so California, Indiana, Mississippi, Missouri. If you're unable to make it to those, or if you're just interested in what's going on in the states, which you should be like we are here on the podcast. Uh, you can watch those and, and stream those over on the Acts 2 app. So check out those four this coming week. And then later on, Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Delaware, North Carolina, and maybe some others as well. So um, got a lot going on. It's it's fixing to get hot and heavy. I know we've talked to you know four, five, six, eight of them so far, but uh, we've got about 30 of them over the next three weeks or something like that that we're going to happen. So it's going to be busy. So... All right. Well, hey, Mimi, that's going to do it for our show this week. I'm going to get done here and go back to my listening session. I'll see you next week. See you next week. 